This is for the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is for the players, the pop culture is PlayStation podcast of the 40 years of playing PlayStation and five plus years in that games media combined. I want to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Spotify and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you want to join us in that PlayStation conversation, head on over to our Facebook, our Discord, Twitter, Instagram, all the links in the description below down in there that area but if you want to you can join the conversation as it happens if you head over to twitch.tv slash the pop cultures you can watch us record this show live as well as our other show the young and the wrestlers it's a wwe podcast be quiet right now because we're doing a whole bunch of nothing uh, <laughs> but uh, it is good fun over there you can jump in the chat you can become part of the show it's a great little experience if you want to, if you want to uh, support us in other ways you can share the conversation you can tell your friends you can tell your family about this little PlayStation podcast and maybe they will give us a bit of a download. Maybe you go to your podcast services, give us a, a star rating that you think is appropriate. Maybe a written review. Help get the word. You right there? Mm. This is more burps coming yep. up. This is take two, by the way, because burps. Uh, <laughs> if you want to support us financially, you can head over to patreon.com slash thepopculturist uh, or you can also head over to our merchandise shop at uh, popculturist.com slash shop uh, where you can buy shirts, other sort of shit with our logos on it. Still don't recommend it. Australian dollar sucks a whole bunch of asshole right now um, and it is based in the US, I believe. So right, soon everyone's dollar is going to suck a whole bunch yeah, of Yeah, dollar's going to worth nothing very, very soon. But how are you, how are you Max? <clears throat> yeah, I'm pretty good. Yeah, man. Got some good news this week. Ooh! So, um, for a while now, I thought with all this coronavirus stuff happening that uh, my workplace is definitely one of those workplaces that can work from home quite easily. Um, I'm, I'm, still not, I'm still not quite <laughs> sure where you're going with this good news. And I was like, oh, you know, th- this might be it. I got the, got the phone call and then it's... Uh, you know what? We want you to work an extra 10 hours a week. Oh, <laughs> that's like, good. It is a good news. Like, sweet. Sounds good. Sign me up. So now instead of starting at 3 a.m., I need to start at 1 a.m. And what time do you finish? 8 a.m. Oh, that's a good seven hours. That's pretty that's Yeah, pretty so I've gone from... I've all of a sudden gone from part-time to full-time. Yay! <laughs> with that sweet, sweet overnight loading. See, that's really handy. As, as like a cleaner, um, your job is more important than ever. Yeah. Yeah, so... And that's very advantageous. Hopefully I can keep everyone alive. At work. See, that's the one thing. It's not like you walk, like you know, you have to you have to clean four hundred desks. You psst, walk, walk to the next desk. Psst. Got my Glen Twenty and mask. <laughs> just fumigate the whole. Just, that sounds like, that sounds like a good like, idea. Like like bug bombs, just Glen Twenty bombs. Just yeah. like shake it up, throw them in the room, close the doors. What's that uh, from the Simpsons when, when he, you know uh, Candy Boys? <laughs> Just blow it out with Glen 20. But that's good, man. That's totally a positive. Yeah, so pretty stoked about that because I was a little worried for a while that I might be out of work for a bit. But mm. no, got increased, increased hours. See, I'm, I'm the other way. I thought my work would be done by now too, and it isn't. I'm like, okay. <laughs> no, I, I say that because, uh, as everyone knows with my job, um, I do you know interface, uh, as the business says, mm. uh, with a lot of clients, like throughout a week and for extended periods of time. So I, th- I, I was under the impression that we'd be one of the first things to really start closing up as we start, you know, like, hey, social distancing, man. And we're like, we have 20 people in like a small room. <laughs> it's like, 
yeah <laughs> but no the, so those services are still going um so I'm, I'm still in a job currently which is good um but you know as full-time i'd still get paid regardless mm. i thought maybe i'd get a couple of weeks off and just chill out but uh that's not the case thankfully though my job uh because the admin side i could still work from home i'm like <laughs> it's kind of yeah sad. it's really hard for me to work from home yeah as a cleaner of other people's businesses <laughs> like uh, I just invest in some Roombas <laughs> <laughs> go but anyways what else has been going on man uh, my kid has now decided that she's old enough to try and sit up yeah rad she can't no. but she has to be sit up every time now so that's uh, kind of frustrating a little bit but also can she support herself a little bit? Yeah. So if you if you hold her and and you 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 know you put your hands around her stomach, she'll she'll sit up straight, and then she'll do the. Uh, uh, uh. So she corrects herself, or do you've yeah. got to bring her back? Uh, in? Sometimes you got to bring her back in, but most of the time she can she can hold herself steady. But when you put her on the floor to have some floor time, she's just like just doing crunches trying to sit up. <laughs> she just can't do it. Jacked, jacked. <laughs> so yeah, good times. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, to update uh, from last week. So last week I mentioned that I have uh, I've decided to head into uh, a weight loss journey, which is the pro- totally the wrong time to do it, by the way. It's just my luck that I get the motivation to really push through to like, I'm going to be better, I'm going to eat better, I'm going to do better. The world's collapsing. You've actually picked a really good time because there's no shortages of the the shakes. That's so true. So as I, every other food. So as I mentioned last week, I have started the man shake. Um, so to sort of help my uh, continue my weight loss journey. Uh, I yeah, I'm, I'm I'm up to six k's, six ki- six kilograms. Um, so I did lose like two before this whole thing started. We just a change in diet, and then with the shakes, it's been another four over the last week. So um, it's it's good. Like, I feel good. I feel better. And, like, I'm really... The shakes are really nice, which is great, because I always expect they would taste like bumhole. They don't. They taste bumhole individually, but you put them together, you get two flavors, you get chalk and straw, and then you put them together, like, oh, that's pretty nice. I also picked up coffee today, because I bought... There's a sampler box you can buy at Coles. I was like, I'm going to try the coffee one. It actually tastes like coffee. <laughs> I'm going to buy a whole bag. You. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's working really well. Um, it's, as I'm saying, motivated. Uh, I... I imagine with six kilos, I probably look different. Mm. I don't see it. I just see me, um, which isn't helping. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, I imagine, like I'm probably a bit less in the face. Like my pants and shirts fit different, which is good. Um, so I guess there is happening. But it's one of those things because you always look at yourself, you never see. Mm. Um, but you know, it is cool. I'm hoping to to keep going i'm going for as long as i can uh the idea is that when pax comes around if it happens um i'm gonna look fucking shit hot we want to be pretty at pax i want to be pretty at pax that's my goal i'm gonna do how much see how many kilos i can lose come pax so then if i happen to be uh, uh, on stage again this year sweet i'm gonna look i'm gonna look hot you know if we have to share a hotel room which we are i want to take up the least amount of floor space as possible you know and it's cool. And then when I've when I've got friends like a good friend of the show, the Marlot Show, and Craig, who's in the chat, um, he's he's on the shakes now as well. Um, but he's doing some extra stuff as well. So he has lost uh, sixteen and a half kilos since the start of the year, which is absolutely ma- it's ridiculous. And I'm very very proud of him. And I'm like truly, 
I'm very, very proud. Uh, but it's been great to see him sort of have him to be that support network mm. as as this keeps going. Because I I could fuck this the flip of a switch. I am so unmotivated that I could be like, nah. And next thing you know, I'm like balls deep into a bag of Doritos. You know, so it's very cool to have to be doing it alongside a, mm. a friend. Um, then we've both got each other's back. So even though we're like, have you tried this flavor? Have you tried this flavor? Like it's, but it's still enough to keep that momentum going. Yeah, no, it's good. But no, it feels, <clears throat> it, it, it does feel good. It feels really good. It also feels good. Play games. Play the games this week, Max? Uh, yeah, one. One? I played one game. Since since our Doom Eternal review dropped, mm-hmm. I... Oh, everyone go check that out, by the way, on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash... Uh, the pop culture is a good Doom Eternal review. I picked up about thirty minutes. Neo Ooh. two. Oh yeah! So thank you to PlayStation <laughs> Australia for providing us the code for for Neo two. And that is all I've been playing all week. And oh, it- uh, hang on, big thank you for <clears throat> Omega Dark Blade sixty four for the follow. Thank you, thank you, sir. Hope you enjoy the show. And it's rad. Yeah, it's so good. I mean, I suck, but it's <laughs> so good. So I've spent some probably close to 10 to 12 hours with it now and i've beaten two levels <clears throat> so you know the levels uh having it leveled as opposed to the other Soulsborne styles of games where they're all open world mm-hmm. kind of keeps you a bit more focused which is really good i like that gives you a goal and the levels are really fun uh, lots of exploration lots of enemies lots of stuff to do lots of uh hidden objects to find and then I'll spend three hours trying to kill the boss to get to the next level. <laughs> All right. So in that case, how many hours do you put into it? So about 12 hours. And how many levels are you in? Three. <laughs> <laughs> Red. <laughs> I'm so bad at it. So I, I have it downloaded as well. I, I want, When the code came <clears throat> through, um, I gave you the heads up. We put it on the joint account. I downloaded it. You downloaded it. I haven't touched it because I normally get my ass handed to me. But I'm glad that you're giving it a Red Hot code because... Oh, it kind of fits all the boxes for you. Similar to like Neo 1, I imagine. It's the cool sort of, uh, you know, uh, uh, I want to say feudal Japan, is that, that yeah. correct? Yeah, yeah. Like the aesthetic yeah. and as well as the <clears throat> gameplay. So it's just, uh, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to try try and finish it. Unlike Neo 1, I could never get around to finishing that. Neo 2, I'm going to see through. And they've just, they've changed enough of the stuff from number one that it kind of makes a little bit more sense now. They've changed the way some of the, the skill trees work. Uh, they've changed the way how the living weapon works. They've completely they've completely changed that. It's now called Yokai Shift. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of just your weapon kind of becoming crazy like it did in, in number one, you turn into a demon. Whoa, and that just makes you rad. feel so rad. Um, yeah, it's it's been heaps of fun that I've I've been stuck for the last four hours on, on a single boss that I can't seem to wrap my head around it. Well, because I said, like, with, with Neo 1, um, I was incredibly bad at it. Like, but what's, the, what's the first boss you fight? I don't some horn looking motherfucker oh and yeah it's like the the towerist thing on yeah, top yeah. of the the prison correct yeah so I, I got I get through the prison that part was fun and I get to the top and he's like hey ah <laughs> oh, fuck my face uh, uh, buddy what's in the chat goes does it play easier or harder than Sekiro it depends um, so with Sekiro obviously everything's about staggering your opponent and then you get the insta kill in this it's much more about managing your own key or stamina Mm -hmm. so they've got a it's the same as in the first one where if you key pulse at the right time after you've done a combo you instantly get all your stamina or key back instantaneously and if you mess that up 
all your stamina is gone and then you kind of just get pooped on so oh. it depends on how good you are at that single mechanic. So it sounds a lot. So I guess the big thing with these in, whole Soulsborne style games, I mean, in play games, style, it, it plays very similar to to Sekiro. Well, I mean, in the the whole Soulsborne style would be the, you know, it's all about the timing and the mm. whatever. I guess that's the same thing. It's continuation of that. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Uh, what? So when you said those, I'm just, I'm just trying to grasp my head around these changes. So. Are these changes good? However, have have they? Do you believe from what the from the small experience? Like obviously, twelve hours is a long time, but it's only so many levels. Is it an improvement over one? Uh, in my opinion, yes. I found it much more easier to wrap my head around the new systems than mm-hmm. what the old systems were. That's good. Yeah. Cool. Well, I hope to check it out at some point. But also, probably to get my ass handed to me, so I might not. It is on there, ready to go. If, if lockdown comes in, and I want to scream and break something. <laughs> I think I might check it out. Mm. What have you been? What have you been playing? Uh, so my week has been pretty quiet. So after so we had the Doom review go up on Wednesday, Wednesday morning, morning. Um, so I was pretty much playing that up until Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. So I did as we said, we did get credits on that. So that's my fifth for the year, fourth or fifth credits for the year, which is awesome. The game's fantastic. The game's fucking fantastic. Um, so I did I did go back and I'm starting to just go through the level again to get collectibles. Because aside from the battle mode stuff, which is the old, the online mm-hmm. area, you pretty straightforward. Like I should be able to. Like I got fifty percent of the trophies just by playing it. Yeah. So I think I can at least get 75 percent <clears throat> of them, excluding the the online ones. Because fuck that. So I also want to see what the unmaker does. So in the game, there is a. Um, a weapon in the Fortress of Doom, which is your home base, that you get uh, if you um, if you beat uh, the Slayer rooms, which are these little bonus levels throughout um, throughout each level. And there's twelve of them, and you unlock the the Unmaker. I don't know what it, I've, have you cracked it yet. I've got three. I've unlocked three of the six. Keys. Yeah, I'm on four. So so I'm a little bit, bit yeah. behind. Oh, but I don't know what it does, and I I need to see it. <laughs> I want to just fuck things days up. <laughs> fucking ruin everything. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I've unlocked a bunch of skins and stuff as well. I'm pretty much entirely the body. Uh, I've almost unlocked all my suit abilities. All mods on guns are done at this point. It's just ticking up those last couple of things. So I did stream it for a little bit once the streaming embargo dropped on on Thursday night. But it was one of those weird lines of like, you can't stream it until ten. I'm like, no worries. Boot up Twitch. You know, Barjo. Uh, I fall from grace. Like Grims. All these other Australians are streaming. I'm like, that's a bit bum. <laughs> so then I booted up a 10 like as per the embargo and I streamed it for three people and um which is great I enjoyed it I was great chatting with those three mm. people it's one of those things I'm like this is doom this should be going alright but oh, that's cool that's cool I'm playing some more MLB The Show kicking off my season um as I, as, as I was talking about last time uh, I'm now drafted uh, under the Detroit Tigers banner as, as I wanted to because that's my team um so I'm playing for the Erie Seawolves which is a, another a small a small local team in that area. Um, I'm going all right. I'm going all right. I'm not doing too. I'm not doing too well. <laughs> uh, just I'm still up and coming. That's what's so important. So do you do you play? Because I've never played like a, a road to the show. Mm-hmm. Do you play as an all rounder or you can specialize? Okay. So uh, the position that I normally go for when I'm playing. So I normally play a shortstop which mm-hmm. is the guy that stands between second and third base. The reason I do that is because that's where a big majority of the action happens. So in terms of 
if you play it as a game, a lot more balls are going to come your way, right? So if you're... Shut up. Um, <laughs> so if you're playing out of field, there's less likely. And even then, it's just it's pretty much you running and catching a so fly like in a ball. real game of baseball. Like a real ball. There's not a whole lot to do out, out, yeah. in, the, um, out in the outfield. So the short stuff, even if it that does, it gives me a bit more to play yeah. when I get into a fielding position. Um, as as a as a as a hitter, I, I I I balance it between sort of power and, and there's two ways. There's power and there's contact. So contact is a good just kind of like a good hit, and a con and a power is just like a wallop that shit. Mm. So I I think the the pre selection I chose the guy I chose was a power hitter. So the idea that he just wails that shit. So I tried to design him around being a uh, a clutch sort of hitter. Yeah. The idea is, you know, I think I, I come in at about fourth and the nine the nine the nine player um, uh, roster. So ideally, if the first first three uh, you the get first three batters up, they yeah they get on base. I come in, hit it out get everyone in that's sort of the character that i want that i wanted to create because i think it's good because a it's handy or even uh, you know because like third and fourth in terms of the batting order are probably the best places to be be for that reason mm-hmm. um because yeah you know they are the important they can really get that inning up and going especially at the start as the spoken get the games going especially those yeah. early innings um but yeah and like just that and speed is sort of my big thing so big hitting fast speed is what i aim for so that way i can steal bases just kind of pew, it's good fun. Game's great. Love the game so much. Um, and then on top of that, uh, I, I did buy Animal Crossing. Haven't I, I played about an hour of it? Not even. Not not even. That'd be exaggerating. Probably like half an hour. Um, I was playing it on in the bed, and I'm like, I'm so not used to handheld games, man. It's been so long since I played a handheld. So it's in here. It's under the telly. It's hooked up to, the, to I was, here. I was going to say, you know, when you can play it in bed and not in handheld mode, just take the Joy Cons off and set it up on your bedside table. And just. <laughs> No, so I did sit up in here. Um, so I'll play some, hopefully, some this afternoon. Uh, sort of give my island a burl because apparently it's a big old Betson game, which I um, I can see the 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 tastes of what it how it makes it a Betson game. Um, and then they also announced this week that Story of Seasons, which is the new name for uh, for the same guys that made Harvest Moon, due to copyright issues and trademarks. They have a new name in the West. It's a story of seasons, friends of Mineral Towns, a straight up remake of an old uh, old Harvest Moon game. Um, take my money. That comes out in a couple of months. Uh, so fucking keen as must of that one. But one thing, the other thing I played this week, Resident Evil Three remake demo up now on the uh, uh, on the internet. Uh, you got to check out your PSN. There's also a, the uh, open beta for the Resistance, the multiplayer mode. Next week, you can download that, but you can't play it yet. You can yeah, play it, it starts, as of next week. Yeah, twenty seventh. I've been meaning to ask you: Did you try out the moving out demo? Uh, I, I have that, it downloaded. That went live this week as well. Didn't yeah, it? We, we so I we we have it downloaded. We did play it at work, and they and the guys at work loved it because mm. they're. Um, the difficulty is that I so I played I played moving out we we went uh, on a for a beta test uh, on the back end of last you went to their Melbourne offices and gave it a burl game's fantastic um, so it's like overcooked but just dumb mm. it's so fun uh, so the guys at work were really enjoying the ability to like yeet shit out of the building so like they're like all right here's a TV and they just like peg it out the window so they, had, they would have someone outside whose job was to catch the shit that came through the window and they would then cart it into the <laughs> sounds like such a good party game 
It really is. So uh, we played the at work. So we played four people. Um, yeah, two inside, two outside. Someone would just throw couches and shit through the window. They grab it and load it into the thing. Or the other person grab. It actually worked out really quick. Mm. Um, once they worked it, they could throw it. The, the first round, they're like carrying it through the doors and stuff. I'm like, oh, how do we get this L couch through the door? And then one guy fell through the window. He went, I have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's like throwing shit um it's an absolute blast i cannot wait i think comes out the end of next month um yeah that comes at the end of april i cannot wait to play more moving out Mm. it's so much i'm gonna stream the fuck out yeah i'll have to come over and play that on stream we still we still finish up uh, tools up too but yeah uh, at least yeah that moving out so good because i know buddy buddy watson in the chat i know he he's a bit of a hard one for it too which is brilliant um but yeah resident evil 3 demo uh it was very very cool it looks so fucking good it looks yeah. so good uh in the chat i'm bored yep it says hi if you can read this hey man how you doing what's going on um yeah so the, the demo is fantastic it looks brilliant um it's it looks just as good as resident evil 2 remake so that already got my nips hard um <laughs> And then on top of that, it just played well. So you can, you can really feel some minor differences that they've changed from two to three. Mm-hmm. One of the big things is being uh, the the dodge. So Claire has the ability to dodge attack. So previously, uh, if you're playing uh, Leon in the second one, or even oh, not Claire because Claire's in the first in them too, Jill. That's right. So Jill can dodge. Yeah, cool. I'm following. Yeah, that. sorry, I'm like, I, just got, I just got myself confused. But yeah, so Jill can dodge. So okay. if you're playing Claire or Leon in the second, and someone comes, to you like. Oh, you gotta either back away and shoot at him, where at least you can go suck off, and then just like duck out of the way, and then start rolling around on the back of the head. Um, so that, that that completely changes. It instantly made me play more aggressive, which I really shouldn't have because I fucking died. <laughs> <laughs> so the the big difference here is the the demo itself is you are compared to the likes of the GCP, uh, sorry the GCPD, the uh, <laughs> RCPD. Um, not the Gotham City Police Department, <laughs> the Raccoon City Police Department. Uh, you know, there's so many zombies, but there's only so much room because you're inside. Yeah. So there's like an expected amount of zombies in that building. Where this demo, you're in the streets. So there is just fuckers everywhere. Everywhere. Which is brilliant. So every corner's like, oh, and then there's just more. And they keep coming at you. And you're just like, you, so there is... In terms of really laying down that risk and reward of like, do I keep my ammo? Do I just blast my way through it? Is awesome fun because mm. like it's now it's now starting to hit harder. Like in Resident Evil Two, because once again, I have I had aside from the remakes, I have never played them. Um, I always found there was enough ammo. I was getting tight. It would get tight, really tight, but I always had ammo. What difficulty were you playing on? Like normal. Because obviously, the harder your difficulty, the less yeah. ammo. So I was playing in. normal, like right yeah. down the middle. Um, where so with the, with the demo, I ran out fast. Yeah. Because there's just so many ammo. So I was, I was so many, so many uh, zombies. So I was like, I'm gonna play the exact same way. Pew 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 pew. I regret everything I've just done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, the the map itself is is nice and large, and it's a lot like. The, the in for the demo at least there's a lot of sprawling areas a lot of different buildings there's a bunch of collectibles that are just in this demo that's good it's um it's a blast you get to see nemesis who's the Ooh. big bad and boy does he fuck you up so like uh i i think there's a part of the demo that kind of forces you you can either get here at this point and you might see him only at the end or he'll like 
just come and get you at some point. So I'm pissed. you along. So I'm pissed farting around, doing whatever. And I open a door and he's there. I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> you just close the door. Really. Yeah. <laughs> like, nah, so the big I'm difference compared to the tyrant or Mr. X in 2, Nemesis is like, just jumps at you. He's, he's mm. fast. He's brutal. He just kicks the shit out of you. God, I can't wait for this game. That's <laughs> ah, good to hear. Oh, I, I haven't touched the demo yet. I kind of want to go in clean. Mm. I haven't watched... I've watched no trailers. I've watched nothing. I can't, Yeah, I don't even remember. I don't even recall if I played the original Resident Evil 3 when I was younger. Mm-hmm. So I'm going in completely blind. I'm, I'm super keen. Well, I had the same idea. But then I remembered, having never played it before, this demo is going to mean nothing to me. Yeah. It's not like, oh, ha- this is how they've handled this. I'm like, I just want to play it. So I played it. Like in terms of the story, I'm like, I have no context for any of this. Because I was, I was going to do the same thing with Final Fantasy VII, and then I caved as soon as the demo came out. I'm just like, oh, I have to play this now. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. So yeah, so uh, the deliver like in terms of the, the character delivery, it's great. Like Jill's cool. I like the other guy who I'm not remember his name, but he like sounds like Keanu Reeves, which makes me chuckle. So is it the same? Um, it's the same camera style as the Resident Evil 2 remake. Yeah, man. Third person over the shoulder. Nice. Sort of. It feels good. feels good. To add on the moving out chats, uh, Buddy goes, yeah, I dig it. Three starred and did all the bonus objectives in all of moving out levels and demo. Hell yeah. Max that shit. So cute. <laughs> very, very cool. But anyway, that's about what, what we've been playing this week. Let's get into the news in a section we call uh, Inform the Players. We tell you about what happened this week in PlayStation. Now, holy fuck, is there a lot? So much. I mean, a lot of it, obviously, is the lead lead topic here. But, yeah, so um, we'll, we're, have, we'll... Pretty much the rest of the shows is going to be news. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, so we've got some rumors of uh, the this year's Call of Duty reboot. Uh, apparently, yeah, apparently it's going to be a Black Ops reboot. All right. So last year, rumors circulated that the 2020 title will be a return to the Black Ops universe, primarily developed by Treyarch and will be set during the Cold War. That's all sounding a little more likely as a new video from The Gaming Revolution brings up many of the same points. There's a fair amount to digest from the video, but let's I'll run you through some of the main points of interest. According to the Gaming Revolution and his sources, this year's entry into the franchise will be a gritty reboot of Call of Duty Black Ops. It marks the same way as 2019's Call of Duty Modern Warfare. The eventual playthrough in the campaign will allegedly be based on the events during the Cold War and Vietnam War. The story will be entirely new. Characters from the original Black Ops games will make a return with new actors, as with Captain Price did in this year's Modern Warfare. Finally, the codename for the game is apparently Project Zeus, but the likely official title will simply be Call of Duty Black Ops. The video goes on to talk about multiplayer details, but above are the key things about what the game will be. It's worth noting that none of this could turn out to be true, but it does tally with what's been said in the past. Given that Treyarch is leading development on this project, a Black Ops game seems most likely, and the success of Modern Warfare's return means another reboot makes sense. Still, take it with a grain of salt. This is more up your alley, because you were a big Black Ops fan back in the day. Mm. So, I think... In the same way that Modern Warfare, the re, the the kind of gritty reboot that Modern Warfare had this year, I think it would work for Black Ops. Uh, Treyarch tend to look after their franchises when it comes to Call of Duty. Um, I'd like to see a return to form. Obviously, the earlier black uh, the earlier Black Opses are much better than the newer ones, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I mean, as long as there's zombies, I'm always keen. My 
how how do you feel about them once again returning to it? Like they've only like they granted they've done like twenty games, but do you have an issue with them going back? Well, no. At some point, they run out of content. Like they tried the future stuff, and no one liked that. Like mm, no one, stuff no, sucks. No one likes that stuff. Uh, so you've you've got a choice of the, you know, World War One, World War Two, Cold War, Vietnam. Like they, mm. that's it. That's all you've got. So it's not like they have a lot of. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A lot of... Um, Why do they do what uh, Assassin's Creed 3 did and go to the American Revolution when just using muskets? <laughs> um, that's horrible. Don't do that. <laughs> it sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that at all. Look, um, a return to form might be what they need. Mm. I mean, they, they hit, what, Black Ops 4. 3 was pretty average. 4 wasn't that great. Well, I had no uh, campaign. A, a retu- yeah, a return to form could be exactly what they need well you say that like because uh, like look look at how how well modern warfare did this year yeah well i was gonna say it's like you know when you say like return to form these guys they they still release the best-selling game of the year every year like and that never changes so it, it's the, it is this weird weird line that it's cool that they're making the adaptions and they're changing but i mean because it's because it's an annual release people always upgrade to the latest one anyway very true like it's just what it is i mean now with uh obviously uh warzone being a free-to-play standalone battle royale in the call of duty universe Mm -hmm. that might change things up but they're still looking for those those annual releases that people Mm. get drawn to for multiplayer more than single player i would imagine uh craig goes i wouldn't use the a thousand plus assassin's creed games as inspiration good point when it makes it worse <laughs> look i'm interested i want to see, i would like to see how because i think the the back in the day you and i and a bunch of our friends we would just jam that multiplayer all the time i would always back when it was good yeah i would always come in a comfortable ninth <laughs> um but it was good fun and but it, i guess that, that for us that was the multiplayer like mm. campaign was pretty good too but our memories of Black Ops are oh, all yeah. multiplayer focused. Anyway, I mean, I'm open to it. You read yeah. that tweet? I'm going to go blow my nose. I'm, I'm open to it as well. Next up, Twitter is mad at Naughty Dog. Oh, no. Developer Naughty Dog posted what seemed like a pretty innocuous tweet about its upcoming PlayStation 4 exclusive, The Last of Us Part 2. In said tweet, the studio talks about Ali's more agile gameplay with the ability to reach more areas and overcome more obstacles than Joel did in the first game. It's something we already know about, but Naughty Dog reiterated the information alongside a short snippet of gameplay. Quote, In The Last of Us Part 2, Ali is more agile in combat and when exploring the world, allowing us to introduce new verticality and discoverable areas to environments as you climb and jump over obstacles. It's a perfectly reasonable tweet, but the replies make it clear that people aren't aren't pleased about it. Some feel that the studio's emphasis on this aspect of the game make it seem outdated. Ali can jump and climb on things? Big deal, right? The point is... The point isn't that the game is... Uh, that it's some game-changing revelation. It's simply something new for the sequel given Ali's small build. Another point of contention among avid Twitterers is the snow deformation visible in the video. The snow appears to snap into place around Ali's feet, and then when she leaps atop a large structure, the white powder flattens in a strange way as she makes an impact. Granted, it doesn't look great, but uh, the understanding is the clip is from last September's gameplay videos, so it probably doesn't represent 
the current point of the game. Yeah, because when I saw that clip, I was like, oh. Yeah, so oh. it's from last September's build. So... But why are they showcasing that now? Yeah, I don't know. It's, you know, three, six months ago. Well, like, hey, so the game looks like six months ago. Then why are you showing it now, mate? I mean, why do we need to know that Ali can jump and climb now? Well, get, well like, yeah. Like, 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 like a lot of people saying, it's nothing new. Games have been doing this for quite some time. Yeah. Yes, like it's it, new to your game. Yeah. And, that, and that's that weird line of like trying to sell what's new in your current game mm. compared to what's new everywhere. Cause like, look at this sweet feature we have. It's like, yeah, but others have that. It doesn't change my excitement for the game. I'm still keen as, keen as hell. No. Yeah. Same. But it, it is, it was weird messaging so close to its, it's odd for them to show clips of such an old build. Like Agreed. surely they would have something slightly updated by now. Agreed. Completely agree. Who knows? Who knows? But the internet can be a callous place. Yeah, the internet does suck ass most of the time. <laughs> All right. Now this is the this is the small part of the section of the news where Max, because he writes the news now and where it used to be Josh. Uh, so Max writes it so he gets to pick stuff that interests him the most <laughs> so get ready for 45 minutes of Final Fantasy like, there's not that much so with 42 the, minutes <laughs> with the release date of Final Fantasy 7 Remake fast approaching Square Enix has had has issued a statement with regards to the ongoing coronavirus situation and how it could impact the game's launch the good news is that Final Fantasy 7 Remake has not been delayed it's still set to release on the 10th of April. The bad news is, however, if you've ordered a physical copy of the game, you may not be getting it at launch. There is lo- This is largely due to the fact that various retailers are now having to prioritize the stocking of necessities, and obviously video games do not fall into that category. Or oh, unless you're GameStop. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear about that today? Yeah. So uh, GameStop in the US have made the claim that they are an essential service in this uh, uh Voldemort virus time therefore their staff must work and they must work ridiculous hours and if they if they do shut down uh, it is they are advised to boycott that idea and come into work anyway that, yeah they have been told if law enforcement law enforcement come into the store to shut close them down they are they have been told to hand over a, a piece of paper that says we are we are essential Drawn in crayon, probably. Uh, please call our uh, head office. <laughs> it is a weird line. Because, yeah, game's really handy right now. Non-essential. No. Did you see a couple of their stores also um, broke release date for Doom Eternal and well, there Animal was, Crossing? There Cause, was... Because they didn't want to... They were worried that too many people were going to show up at once. So they're like social distancing. Let's just a day early. People can come and get it now. Yeah. So they draw. I think they released Doom a day early, and then Animal Crossing will come out on the Friday. Okay. Um, just the idea of spreading it out a bit. Because um, even though when I went in to get Animal Crossing on Friday, I noticed the exact same thing. Like the line was fucking huge. Yeah. Yes. Because I was I was at EB over the weekend to get a uh, to get a webcam. The people in front of me were pretty. Because even we are getting cautious. So, for any reason, if Max is unable to come to my house to record, we needed to look at alternatives, mm. just like everybody else is. And we're very lucky that um, we could do this remotely. Mm. Like the the best thing about this show is being in the same room. But if ne- if push come to shove, we could do it remotely. Yeah. So the people in front of me were actually uh, were asking, you know, when's it coming out? And he's like. I, uh, I would pre-order it because we currently have 170 pre-orders for this game. For what? For Animal Crossing. 
Oh, shit. He's like, the line's going to be huge. He's like, at this point, we're going to have three stock on the shelf. So if you want one, you got to pre-order it. <laughs> I love how, because I walked in, like, Grant, I did walk in as it opened. I went, hey, can I have a crossing? Yeah, sure, here you go. Saying that, though, Josh, uh, previous co-host of the show, uh, who, you know, I, I think he's visiting this weekend, which is exciting. I haven't seen him in weeks. Um, he's like, I can't find it. I can't find it fucking anywhere. Mm. I'm like, what, well, do you want mine? I was buy digitally. I don't give a shit. But uh, yeah, apparently it's bunkers out there mm. trying to get a hold of Doom and uh, and an Animal Crossing. Mm. But sucks, uh, double sucks. If Final Fantasy, if any, mostly because a it comes out on Good Friday here, and yeah. two, if you can't even get you can't get physical on launch day, digital sales in Australia suddenly one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, so some more Final Fantasy seven years. Final Fantasy VII Remake will introduce players to some entirely new areas inside of Midgar. With the game taking place exclusively within the city walls, Square Enix has had to expand the location significantly. Not only are places from the original title being fleshed out, but whole new sections of Midgar will, will also be yours to explore. Director Tetsuya Nomura explains in a recent developer video, quote, I thought it would be good to open up some of the locations, so players can explore more of those places that they wanted to see when they played the original. People wanted to go into this building or see that facility so i think you'll get even more of a feel for midgar than you did the first time around in fact one of these new locations has only just been revealed the game's latest screenshots show off a place called the corneo coliseum don corneo's own fighting arena it'll be interesting to see just how big midgar is in the final fantasy 7 remake so keen none of that means anything to me so keen is that good news is that good news max yeah when when it first came out and they're like you're just going to be in the city i was super skeptical because i'm mm. like you know that's it's not that long of a portion of the game where you actually spend inside inside the, the main city so to see them saying this is going this is a full-size game it's going to take you x amount of hours but you're just in the city i'm like really how this is how we got more to explore keen uh, you have no concerns about how these additional rooms and or buildings will affect the overall narrative of Final Fantasy 7 no give me some more deep lore <laughs> give it all to me <laughs> give it all to me so you brought these news pieces in and you're not even saying a whole bunch come on <sighs> and there's not much to say I don't, like, I don't want to go too far into it I don't want to spoil anything for other people it's just it's good to know that they're taking that they've they've realized that it's such a small part of this game that they're putting in the effort and the love to be like all this stuff that you wanted to explore the first time around you're now going to get to i like it it's so good i like it what i don't like however is that the uncharted movie has been delayed again If it isn't numerous directors passing the bat- the baton between one another that's delaying the Uncharted movie, it's now real life world events. Production on the film, which has scheduled to be which was scheduled to begin filming later this month, has been halted because of the Voldemort virus. <laughs> the movie starring Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. Mark, mm, sorry, the movie starring Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg, and Antonio Banderas has had its pre-production stage pushed back by six weeks, but it's not yet known whether this will affect the release date of the 21st of March 2020, uh, 2021 sorry, or not. Sony was said to be, quote, very excited about the project in a recent interview with the head of PlayStation Worldwide Studios, Herman Holst, but we may need to wait even longer to see what PlayStation Productions has cooking up behind the scenes. Man, this movie is never coming out. What a out. kick in the dick. Between, again, like, the 30 million directors that it's had... <laughs> 
and now and now the world is against it <laughs> yeah no look it is rough um it is super rough because like yeah we're filming in four weeks like sick no we're sick we can't do it <laughs> so that's not going well um it is look it is it sucks super super hard for uh, uh for the uncharted film because we, di- we didn't discuss about uh antonio bandares uh being involved but due to Uncharted's history in terms of its characters uh, being of sort of like not white on average. <laughs> hey, they're not. Um, I got no complaints because I really like the games. But like, I'm like, ooh, and Duna Bandera is going to be the bad guy. Give me that. <laughs> Give me that. Yeah. I want, I want bad guy Bandera's. Eh. I like seeing his name fun. Look, it's it's a shame that, that this... Because obviously, I would love to see an Uncharted movie. It's such mm. a shame that it's just been riddled with disaster after disaster. The one advantage is, as the longer that it takes to make this movie, uh, uh, Mark Wahlberg will look more and more like Sully because he will just age <laughs> so much more. So this movie is Uncharted, the cursed film, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. The ta- yeah. <laughs> like I'm talking of, of, of a good pun name about a curse, but I got nothing. <laughs> Because like yeah, nothing. Because there, there's been no discussion about uh, further discussion. Sorry about what the movie is going to be about. Uh, you know, we've got we got a young Drake, obviously with um, with Tom Holland, and a young girl Sully with with my old Marky Mark. But other than that, there's no no mind, no finer details. Mm. So it's not as if we can be like, oh, why the you know we can't speculate at all because I don't think they have I don't think they have a script to be honest. <laughs> um, and it does. It really sucks because. It is one of those things. The Voldemort, the Voldemort virus, because it's the virus we cannot speak its name, um, has really affected everything. Yeah. Like, it's affected uh, movies and game development and everything, right? So, in terms of entertainment space, it sucks. And that means a bunch of movies and TV that were in development have since will si- have since been delayed. Um, it, and it's a bummer, because, you know, Uncharted got kicked in the bum. Uh, New Mutants, that uh, uh, man, Fox movie. Man, Netflix's Witch has been delayed now. Yeah. I already had to wait a year for it. Now it's going to be longer. No. Nah, like, that's where that's when it became non- uncool. <laughs> Half the internet were like, whoa, Tom Hanks has the has the Voldemort virus? Man, this is getting serious. Like, no, nah, no, nah, it wasn't serious until they started. Be- started until they were like, Witch has been delayed. I'm like, no! <laughs> it's real now. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna skip ahead to the quick bits because the rest hard. of the the rest of the news is is gonna be hardcore. So Untitled Goose Game just won the coveted Game of the Year category at the Game Developers Choice Awards. Yeah, you go Goose Game. Such a Melbourne, Such a game. That's pretty much it. The rest yep. are Resident Evil Three demo is out now. Go get it. We already talked about it. And the tri- it. and the Trials of Mana demo is out now for those that's, big, that's, big that's, old nerds. Yeah, big old weebs like you. Big old weebs. Are you, are you gonna check it out? I don't have time. You're just I'm playing just Neo? so deep in Neo. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a, like we were discussing this at the st- before we went live. Um, so because Max Max is new to the, to this games biz thing, so mm-hmm. I've been doing it for the better part of like five plus years now. So uh, I've I've un- I've come to learn and understand the balance of playing games that you want versus playing games you need to review and then how you structure your life around that and it's it was very funny today for the first time because now a couple of codes have come our way so you've actually started to see firsthand what happens Mm. when you're like hey here's three games this week like fuck (laughs) 
Yeah, because obviously I knew the, the I knew the video for Doom was coming out, so I, I went hard on on that. And then as soon as as soon as we recorded, I'm like I'm just diving into Neo Two. <laughs> yeah, the, the reviews done. Neo Turn. <laughs> Neo Turn. Because I'm like I I literally put off downloading it until after we recorded the mm-hmm. the the Doom thing. Because I'm like if I download Neo Two, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna play that. And I, I know myself well enough to be like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave it there. I'm not gonna download it yet. Do what I need to do. And then, uh, but the one advantage, if even if you do, if even if you play a like a metric fuck ton of Neo two, still content <laughs> yeah. because you know we, that code was provided to us. We have to review it at some point. Oh yeah, um, I'll, be, I'll probably be ready next week. Hopefully, you ready for a full blown review? Um, unless I get week? unless I get hardcore stuck again, I should be. I should be good. sick. Should get be excited. Good. But anyways, that is the the end of the of the news section, Max. So let's have a chat to the players about PS. So, Thursday morning, 3 a.m., there was a small conference slash PowerPoint presentation where Mark Cerny got up in front of a cardboard digital crown. Yeah, I was going to say, are they real people? Because they were moving at times. Yeah. Because I was looking, I'm like, it's clearly are a, these fake people? And like then, a small PNG. And then, and then all of a sudden, it'll just shift to the left. I'm like, hmm, I don't know. He could be real and just jerked his head really quick. I have a feeling it's a it was a mix of fake and like, yeah. like freeze frame. Because they were obviously just black silhouette. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Mark Cerny d- delivered a, not not a state of play, it was a, a online conference uh, around the PS5. Now, this was the original presentation that they intended for GDC. So, uh, uh, in terms of what they were going to talk about or what was to be mentioned, you know Mark Cerny's there, you know it's for GDC, I'm like, this shit's going to get nerdy. It's mm. going to get so fucking nerdy it wasn't for your average consumer yes saying that though playstation did post like it's the reveal event for the ps5 runs like so i get up at three in the morning i'm like well if it's mark soon i know it's going to be spec so i'll wait till the next day and then i saw these posts i'm like i guess i best i guess i better get up so i got up three in the morning watch it got a bunch of information thrown at me went oh that's cool i guess Went back to bed. Mm. So I listened to it while I was while I was at work. I had the had it had it running. I was just listening. How to did it. you fall asleep, man? Mark Cerny has the most <laughs> ASMR voice I've ever heard. He looks like he uh, looks like Garth from Wayne's World. Well, that was the first thing I said to you after. I'm like, he's his voice does not fit what he looks like. <laughs> he, yeah, it looks like a combination of yeah Garth from Wayne's World mixed with the guy who was the you know played that movie, The Master of Disguise, mm. uh, whose name I could never remember. But um, yeah, he he. What I love about Mark Cerny is you can tell he's like nerdy as shit and like that he's but he he's passionate like it's it's that same sort of like focus he's like look i'm gonna tell you all these nitty-gritty and detailed numbers like he is the right person to have as a system architect mm. because he he gives a fuck and it was awesome to delivering that space but uh, in short they just they discuss all the internals of the ps5 they talk about um what their goals were their ambitions were discussing the idea between uh evolution and revolution from a console and, then, and how that played into parts of what they wanted to do moving into this generation uh, some of the new features they elaborated more on the ssd they elaborated uh, a bit more on on fan noise thank fuck they're playing doom it's like in this room and like streaming it on Thursday you could literally hear it coming through the mm. mic I had to put a noise gate on 
<laughs> uh, shout out to uh, Palladian for the follow. Thank you very much. Thank you. Pa- uh, yeah, pal- Palladian. It's like a paladin, but but not quite. Mm. Thank you very much for the follow, mate. Um, yeah, look, it was great. He threw a lot of numbers at you uh, very quickly. Mm. Uh, the the work on the, the 3D audio sounded fantastic. Um, he, then he's like... Um, shortly afterwards, I was looking at the tweets, and there's just people sending photos of of their ears to him because he did ask specifically. We'll, for, we'll, we'll go into a bit by bit as but, as we uh, go, but so I think it went for about fifty to fifty just under an hour, yeah. yeah, and it threw a lot of stuff at us. And the the big takeaway I think was. They really, they really doubled down on their on their hard drive. They wanted, they wanted to be able to to eliminate load times essentially. And I don't know what I'm going to do without my little quick tips and my load, <laughs> my, my loading screen. <laughs> there are sometimes those quick tips really save the day. Uh, I think what they've done with it, <clears throat> sorry, I think what they've done with it is fantastic. Uh, they're focused. They've they've really focused on what they want out of this console and and the way he said that he you know he he spent the better half of the the last half of last year traveling to big developers and saying you know what like is hundred hundred and something of them he said what is important to you guys in a next gen console like what is it that you need to make better stuff and they're mm. like we want this this and this is like all right this, you've got it right, well, that's the plan that's that's what we'll do then all right so let's kick things off now because you you're a bit more of a computer uh, specs knowledge guy than i am correct a little bit. So that, that's run through because they announced the official specs of the PS5. And let's go through it. And let me just butcher it with my limited to no knowledge. Let's go. So the tech specs that they that they announced was uh, a CPU. They've got uh, an 8 cores, um, sorry, an 8 times Zen 2 cores at 3.5 gigahertz at running at a variable frequency. So I'm a big fan of this because I, I, I'm a big fan of AMD's uh, Ryzen series. Mm-hmm. I think those, those, hard, those CPUs are fantastic. Um, they're really good at, at sort of multi-core usage. And I think during, as, you, as we start, you know, finding consoles that do more streaming and then you're playing bigger and bigger and more important games i think that multi-core process uh multi-core i'm just going to talk i'm talking about my asshole right now all the multi-core threads and bullshit i don't know i have a ryzen in my computer and it runs 90 times better than my old computer yeah they they just multitasks better yeah it's as simply simply put uh the gpu is a 10 point uh 10.28 teraflops 36 cus at 2.23 gigahertz also running at a variable frequency so so it is currently less than the uh announced 12 teraflops on the xbox um however even in the presentation playstation like look it's not about the amount of teraflops you have it's how you use them all right yeah because the xbox has uh 54 or 56 cus i believe so units yeah so a bit more than what the ps5 does have in it but they run at a lower frequency whereas the PlayStation runs at a higher frequency, so, got, so, so less but higher. Yeah. And no, okay. Um, so the big the big argument online has been the numbers of teraflops. Mm. Now, my I understand that from at least a technical perspective, they may deliver similar, but the number seems higher. Do you think this number will persuade people to to swing to an Xbox? I don't think so. I mean, so because the- I'm talking about the, the general consumer, if they were to ask how which is more powerful, and someone goes. Well, this one has more flops. But see, at the end of the day, I don't think the people that are buying consoles are going, I want the most powerful console. It's I want the console where the games I love are going to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, now, 
X this. <clears throat> Xbox this sorry go in the chat Craig good friend Craig goes I always thought a teraflop sounded like another name for erectile dysfunction which you are correct however it's spelt differently a teraflop a T-E-R-A flop is a uh, unit of calculation in a graphics card a T-E-R-R-O-R a teraflop is erectile dysfunction um yeah because you fear that shit so obviously with with this um with this generation of, of, of PS4 Pro and, and Xbox mm-hmm. One X, it's undoubted that, that the, the stronger console, the more powerful console was the was the Xbox. And if you were just... Yeah, unquestionably. If you were just a third-party game player, sure, you may gravitate towards the Xbox because mm-hmm. that is the most powerful console as it is. But it's, <laughs> it's Sony's first-party stuff that really brings you into their system and that's very true and like the single player like in terms of, of what the first party games the PlayStation deliver for many people are the thing that keeps them there but there are some who the, those that play your Call of Duties or your FIFAs the games that will forever be on everything mm. um, there is a discussion because like, I know like I've had discussions with clients with friends and whichever and they've gone which is more powerful because the idea for them is well I'm going to spend 600 bucks um, which one will Which one will go longer for me? What the fuck was that? I have no idea. Sounded like it came from outside. Might have been the next door neighbor. <laughs> yeah, it was the next door neighbor. Yeah, but something it hit our whatever it was hit our house. Did that say sorry or did he say? Oh, honey? sorry. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> did he say sorry or yeah, honey? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just scared the shit out of me. Sorry, everyone. Just random house noises. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day. The tech specs for the for the next gen consoles, they're both using the same GPU architecture. They're both using custom RDNA two stuff. Mm-hmm. Is that just my front area? So, it, I think overall they're going to be very similar in um, in specs. There'll be a few that will bring one across from the other. There are a few differences. Um, so uh, we move on to memory. So it's got a six, sixteen gigs of GDDR six RAM at two fifty six bit. Uh, I believe Xbox has the same. Yep. Uh, the bandwidth memory, 448 gig a second. Beautiful. Love it. Uh, so it explain that to me because I'm an idiot. Uh, so it's just how quickly it can read and process all the stuff. All right, sweet. So cool. that's, what, that's what you want. So what, what was it previously? Like, what's a good, be- what's a standard benchmark and why is this better? Honestly, I don't know what the PS4 is running at. Yeah. So I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. Um, like gigabits per second sounds awesome fast. Yeah. Well, it's, it's ideally what we want yeah because i mean you know playstation games these days uh, um some of them go up to 100 gig so mm. you, you got to be able to and because they're currently on standard hard drives they're segmented memory so it's got to pull from one part of the hard drive the other part it's got to yeah well because the big shift towards an ssd will assist with that because uh, didn't they mention they're using a variant of an m.2 yeah so they're using a custom solid state drive um, it's 825 gig, which is such a random number, in my opinion. But they mentioned that there was a reasoning for it. There's some, there is some, ma- there's some method to the madness here. Yeah, so they've got a, it's, it's got a custom chip in it that allows them to to pull their data really quickly. Um, it's, it's, it was interesting because I wonder if it's a. I wonder if the 825 gig is the total size of the drive minus what the firmware and the OS takes up, or if it's 825 gig after that. 
Yeah, when when they mentioned the eight two five, I was under the impression it'd be a one terabyte and that brought down eight oh two. So that'll be that'll be interesting. Um, there is expandable storage. So you just need to buy an NVMe. Yeah, M.2, yep. yeah. Which but, so they did mention to, as of right now, don't go go rush out and buy an M.2. Like, well, they said, as of right now, none of them are compatible. Yeah. They so, don't reach the read-write speed that they currently need to work with their custom processor chip. So you won't get... They said that they will start testing them after launch and they will let players know which ones are good. Mm-hmm. But they also mentioned that there's no standardized sizing for them. So you need to not only find one that will fit, in the slot in your PS5, you need to make sure it has a fast enough read-write speed or it won't work properly anyway. That sounds a whole lot proprietary, but... <laughs> but it's concern. not. They're just using standard... Yeah. They're using standard drives, whereas Microsoft are using a proprietary memory card. It's a plug it in the back. It's a, it's a one terabyte solid state memory card. So <laughs> the, the, it does line up with a pattern that we saw, that we saw, uh, saw last year around yeah. like little hard drivey thingies from, from PlayStation, but... Okay, I'm glad. Mm. It's interesting to see that. Because an example, like my PS4, right? I just bought a standard laptop hard drive. I got like a three terabyte bastard in there and it just, I literally unplugged it because I bought a brand. When I, when I bought the Pro, I went and bought it. So while that was being delivered, I went and picked up the hard drive. So the day I got it, it was like, swapped it out and it was mm. done. And it was super easy. I didn't have to think too hard about it. But I guess they didn't, it didn't matter that it wasn't this exact one that they've got now. Mm. Uh, so um, they've got they also support external hard drives so standard USB hard drive support uh, it does have a 4K UHD Blu-ray drive in it this time which is nice fuck it because it should have been in the Pro god damn it should have been in the Pro <laughs> Uh, it should, but the real the real big bit is the the IO the IO throughput for their solid state drive um, it has a 5.5 gigabyte r- raw read speed, but uh, with their compressed files, it'll, it'll read eight to nine gig a second. So that's brutal. You know, you know that bullshit when you download a game on PlayStation. It's like, hey man, we've got a patch for you, and it spends like three hours copying after you've downloaded well, the file. Ter- so what what they're doing on that for everyone that may not know is they are essentially take a full copy of the save game, put it to so you, your game data, right? Say say you have. Get Call of Duty, mm. and that game is currently a hundred gigs on your hard drive. So they need another hundred free for you to for them to take that file, put it over here, and then go. Okay, that game data is safe. So we're gonna we're gonna uh, make a copy of that. We're gonna fuck with the the new one, so that mm. way we'll we'll uh, we'll put the patch on it. And for any reason, if that patch fails, you've still got your original game data. Yeah, basically what they do is they stick them side by side. And then they go, okay, here's the actual patched bits, and they'll slide those into the other file once it's once it's mm-hmm. ready, and then they'll bail on the yeah. They'll, on then the they'll access. delete the old one. It's just yeah. more of a it's a safety precaution because if they're like, look, the download fucked up, and your entire game drive, your entire game software is gone. Sorry about that. <laughs> like that would cause so much more problems than if there's just minor. So copying. Mark Cerny actually uh, spoke about that in detail, and basically like that's going to be gone now. It's, yeah. It's, not going to happen anymore we've realized that it's super frustrating but it's going to be eliminated so it sounds like they're almost allocating a small part of the hard drive just for that copying stuff yeah so they're allowing like uh i I would say storage and or ram just like a little bit of offset to go all right dump it in here all right bring it back in cool so so in terms of the specs as they stand what what how are you feeling 
look, uh, I think this, the move to a solid-state drive is absolutely fantastic. Uh, it's running at the equivalent of, I think it was like four times more powerful than the current PlayStation architecture. Pro or... Pro, yeah. I think Sweet. I think that's what they said. So that's, that's great. Um, you know, I think at the end of the day, everything's just, just, just newer, better. They've really taken... Ha- having watched it, Mark Cerny and and the the t- the team the architecture team for for designing this they've really taken the time and care and been like this is what the standard should be now and this is what we're going to do for it cool it's it is disappointing that we i agree with you like on paper i'm like that sounds good yeah in terms of an improvement from from uh four to now or even compared to the xbox one one uh series x i'm like look they're similar enough pardon me so they're similar enough and i'm like okay well, I'm like I'm still not buying a Series X because the nature of the show, the nature of the games that I want to play are on um, PlayStation. So it doesn't matter that they're different or even mm. similar. I'm like, okay, but um, it's cool to have that information out there. So they we have had information in in the wild in the past, especially that Wired article from last year. However, that did not talk in as specifics as we saw here today. Mm. Today, like the other day. Uh, they also brought up. Um backwards compatibility because obviously that readjust my underpants yes because obviously backwards compatibility was a big uh has been a big thing this generation Uh, a lot of people wanted to be able to play all their old games um so um sony addressed during the deep dive whether it'll be fully backwards compatible with the playstation 4 or any previous playstation platforms while the latter always looked unlikely the japanese giant had already said that the next gen console would be compatible with its current system but Mark Cerny's wording during the deep dive was ambiguous at best. This has since been updated. Um, yeah, this has since been updated. Um, and it's left, well, especially me, I was slightly confused. So what he said during the broadcast, quote, we recently took a look at the top 100 PS4 titles as ranked by Playtime and we're expecting almost all of them to be playable at launch on the PS5. Uh, so the point he was getting at here is he discussed about the idea of the way the PS5 will work in terms of upscaling and rendering, giving a bit more of a boost. Um, they have to be tested on a title by title basis. So as it stands right now, they ran the top, as you said, the top the top 100 games to give them a bell and see how they went under the new architecture Mm. um and they are the ones that they've sampled now since then they've come out and saying that no 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 there's like 4,000 ps4 titles and most of them will play but in order to get the most out of them we have to go one by one yeah so uh, in a playstation blog post sony now says that quote the overwhelming majority of the 4,000 plus ps4 titles will be playable on ps5 uh, perhaps the most exciting of all, the manufacturer manufacturer expects, quote, titles will run at a boosted frequency on PS5 so that they can benefit from higher or more stable frame rates and potentially higher resolution. We're currently evaluating games on a title-by-title basis to spot any issues that need adjustments from the original software developers. Which makes sense because this is what Xbox does. Yes. Uh, the manufacturer says that it's, quote, already tested hundreds of titles and are preparing to test thousands more as we move towards the launch. There, there, is, look, there, is, some, there is one thing here that is a point of concern. So PlayStation have now made announcements three times in regards to backwards compatibility, and all three times they've been left in confusion. They also still haven't 
given us a definitive answer on if we're going to be able to play PS1, 2, and 3 titles as Correct. well. They've just said your PlayStation 4 games will work off the disc. Um, I would imagine any of those PlayStation 2 games that are now available on PS4, they will all work because they work with the PlayStation 4 architecture. Um, but there's still no definitive, yes, you can play yeah. all PlayStation games. So far, it's just you will be able to play all the PlayStation But it might be a thing there still work because even Xbox, when they came out for, with the Xbox One, they said, look, it's not, it's impossible. We cannot do it. And then they worked on it and they sorted it out. Mm. And it's one of those things because once the console had been released, that freed up their their brain's trust to, to work on it. And I think they may do the same thing here. Obviously, the other hard thing is licensing issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I know with Microsoft there are some games that they just can't do because of licensing issues which is a real bummer because one of them is one of my favourite games of all time Cheers. shout out to uh, Jet Set Radio Future <laughs> Sega yep. just do not have the license to the music anymore therefore the game cannot be re-released yep. <laughs> and I think that's probably one of the big concerns around PS1 and PS2 yeah so I would imagine just, like those yeah. when those agreements were made they didn't allow they didn't even consider digital or reproducing or remasters or whatever they just wasn't in that contract yeah so that'll be uh, that'll be an interesting part to play so what, what's your thoughts on this around because backwards compatibility for me isn't a big deal however the ps4 part is very much so because i think i think as long as they nail the ps4 backwards compatibility that way um especially with the the way that the world is at the moment with this virus running rampant and things getting delayed left right and center they need to have a stable library of games ready for the ready for their launch of their next gen console mm-hmm. even if that means i'm playing upresed god of war yeah so the point i was because since we've started working in the biz so the last five plus years like all that has come from ps4 so the um, the, the our library is way larger than it ever was in any previous generation. Mm. So I guess I didn't care back then. And I'm slightly more caring now because I'm like, well, there's all these games that we've accumulated for reviews and whatnot, and I would like to go back to them at some point. Mm. I'd like the choice to go back to them at some point. But I mean, technically, you always have the choice. You just have to plug in your old console. Yeah, but my console looks like a fucking, you know, it's a fucking effort. And it's one of those things like it's back, uh, backwards compatibility is one of the most consumer friendly in terms of marketing. However, the numbers from last I heard in terms of from last, uh, last I read was, uh, w- sorry, were that it isn't used as much as you think it is. It probably isn't, but people just want to know that their money's not it is so security wasted. as well, yeah. Because yeah. like I've not really... Because I have an Xbox and I barely fucking touch it, let alone the, the old games on it. <sighs> Once again, we aren't the conventional No, we're definitely player not base. conventional consumer. Like, like we're not going to go... Like We're always moving forward. We very rarely have time to look back. So Sony's PlayStation 5 deep dive reveal this week was targeted at developers instead of the consumer. Mm -hmm. So how did the development community across the globe actually react to the presentation? It appears that those who decided to post their thoughts to Twitter couldn't be more positive about the next-gen console. The ones who managed to understand Mark Cerny's technical jargon appear to be incredibly excited about the PS5 solid-state drive and its 3D audio capabilities in particular. Two features uh, that are getting so hyped and more... uh, they're getting so hyped the more we come to understand their function so let's take a look at what they've been saying all right 
The Last of Us Part 2's co-game director, Kurt... Sorry, I'm going to butcher your last name. Uh, Marganel? Sure. Yeah. Went as far to say that the PS5 solid-state drive is the biggest hardware leap in his career. Quote, still tripping about the PS5 solid-state drive spec. Like, people don't even know how big of a leap in terms of game design can be made, especially for first party that doesn't have to design to lowest common denominator. Okay. Uh, that's my point there. So, it's rather that the, the, the they feel that way. However, do they feel that way? Because Tinfoil Hat, if they're a first-party studio, they're like, PS5 is fucking great. <laughs> yeah. Like, they interview that like some, this dude from Butfire, some random-ass Deb, or are they all first parties that have made yells? Uh, former Insomniac Games developer James Cooper agreed with uh, the sentiment, former, okay. detailing how the solid-state drive will aid level streaming. In mm-hmm. fact, that's a feature we've already theorized will get rid of hidden load screens, a classic element in the likes of Uncharted and Tomb Raider. Yep. Also played a part in Marvel's Spider-Man. They're loading while you're on that train. That, that's what they're doing. Yep. You're sitting on the subway fast traveling. They're loading that world, son. Same with... Um, God of War's walking circles around that... Um, yeah, yeah, you're, that, yeah you're in the, the little tree thingy. In the tree world. Uh, 3D audio is another feature Sony is pushing hard in the lead-up to launch, with sound designers already weighing in how much it, this is a game-changer. One VR developer described it as, quote, a dream come true, to see the platform holder putting the focus on audio to such a degree. It's, motiva- it's so motivating. Meanwhile, the composer of PlayStation 4 Game Wizard of Legend, Dale North, is just as excited about all this. So it was interesting because Mark Cerny mentioned that they had this 3D audio design tech in the PS3. Yes. But they couldn't get it to work with the PS4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which which is pretty... From, from what I remember, like, yeah... I remember that because I've I've got the old Sony pulses from mm. from back on the PS3 and they things were amazing. The 3D audio and that was very very cool. Uh, Buddy Watson in the chat. Bethesda developer also said I was super impressed by it. So I'm thinking you can remove the tinfoil hat. Sick. Because as the thing, even though PlayStation Show, we love the Playstations. I'm always very cautious. But that's the thing though. This gen, they did have to develop for the lowest common denominator. Like they had to, it it had to run on a standard PlayStation 4, not just the Pro. Mm. And the same with Microsoft. It had to run on the basic And that's my fear with the Series X. Yeah, because they're they're definitely all about their family of consoles. If it runs on one, it's going to run on all of them. Here's Halo Infinite. It looks like garbage on the the Xbox One, but uh, it looks pretty sick on the Series X. (laughs) Yeah. Um, he also went into detail about how... Um, oh, so the 3D audio, right? Yeah, so, the, so he did this little, like, ear scan thing. Yeah, so they scanned the inside of his ears because obviously everyone's ears are different, much like their fingerprints, so you hear sounds differently in a 3D audio space. So they essentially scanned his ear for how it works and then went, and then mapped it out digitally and then they inputted that into their 3D audio design. But they thing. also scanned like hundreds of people to sort of really get a good uh, average. Yeah, so they said that at launch, they they said like 30 or something different settings you could pick from. Mm-hmm. That There'd be like a little slider that you... They, they do some sounds for you and you'd be like, oh, this one sounded the best, this one sounded the best. And um, you would get the best immersion of the 3D audio. Yeah. Like the closer it is to your to your ear setup the better it'll be. I really like that because uh, I am a little deaf in my right ear. 
So due, due to being born preemie, I have shit hearing in my right ear. Like, it's just one of those side effects. It just fucked. I don't know what fuck went, went wrong, but it sucks. So, like, whenever I use 3D audio headphones, I don't really feel it. Like, my left side, I'm like... And here I'm like... Like, I, I don't really tell it over here, but if I can tw- if I can tweak it to really benefit, like, take mm. it, you know, not take advantage, but work around my my hearing issue then it's a win they also did uh mark sony also did mention that for now it's only working with headphones but they aim to bring it to surround sound systems uh sound bars because they mentioned as well that the the way they're developing 3d audio it's not as it's not as simple as it's dolby atmos yeah they want to have it fit a bunch across a different um extensions of the word they use no, yeah sure. i think dolby atmos they said something about it it lacking the amount of whatever it was that they were looking for. yeah because like atmos is pretty much the cinema standard right now yeah. so if you want a ripper cinema sound experience dolby atmos is where it's at um so i think that yeah so they're taking that in i'm sure they'll take a bunch of lossless formats in it formats that's the word i wanted not extensions um so i think they're looking across the board of a bunch of different formats to really sort of get the they, hearing that you want yeah buddy was in the chat the lack of soundbar support is hideous they did say that it was going to be coming they said it might not be ready at launch i mean who plays with soundbars anyway i must admit i only play with headphones on see we have a soundbar but our soundbar has back speakers because they should like, also have Atmos support. They should have Atmos support. I imagine they would. It depends. I mean, if theirs works better, why would they support something else? <laughs> well, because like for those that like have just a soundbar, ooh. <laughs> but like then again, t- if, if you only use TV speakers, double ooh. Like well, so when I bought the soundbar, I went, I need back speakers, this motherfucker. Like there is no way that I'm going with just this. Like we we have a pretty decent like Samsung soundbar. I love it. <laughs> But you gotta have those back speakers. Have to. Mm. Have to. I don't know. I only play games with headphones on. Yeah. So. Well, I have a. Well, I used to be that way when, like, my wife would just fuck off at the end of the. Out of the like, we would just, like, split and sit the other of the house for a little while. But now we have a child and he'll want to run out and be like, hey, daddy, yeah, what are you doing? I, I do must admit, I play with one ear cup off most of the time these days yeah. just in case I'm like, oh, my child's crying. I could go. Exactly. <laughs> and, like, that, that's the exact reason that I don't play with headphones much anymore. Even when you want to voice chat, it's one off. Although lately, it's when my wife and kid are in the bedroom. It's like bedroom door closed, study door closed, headphones on. Yeah. <laughs> and then everyone else is like, "Dude, your kid's crying. Really? I can't hear anything." Yeah. <laughs> uh, release date. So Sony is still planning to release the PlayStation Five at some point during holiday 2020, despite coronavirus threatening to disrupt its plans. Voldemort virus. Voldemort virus. <laughs> the news comes courtesy of BAAS Amsterdam, the organization responsible for handling public relations for Sony Interactive Entertainment. Uh, I don't speak that language. Uh, Benelu. Sure. We'll I think. That. Apparently, a museum in Zwolle has already started assembling a PS5 experience zone, which will which will be one of the first places attendees will be able to get a taste of the Japanese giant's next-gen device. "Quote: Our museum will receive the PS5 as one of the first in the Netherlands," said the owner. We are already preparing for this, so that visitors can experience the differences between the PS4 and PS5 themselves. But will the viruses affect the platform holders' plans? According to BAAS Amsterdam, everything is still on track. Unfortunately, it's not exactly the most certain of sources. The PR team will be working towards Sony's specification, and it's unlikely to be aware of any potential changes behind the scenes. 
Effectively, the PS5 is still officially scheduled to release holiday 2020, and that will remain true until something changes. Obviously. That thing's getting <laughs> fucking delayed. I guarantee you it's getting delayed. Like, I want it so bad. It's either, so there's either two options, right? Either there there is such a limited amount at launch that it'll be, like, cutthroat, and then everything else will be delayed. Because I imagine they've at least got a base... <laughs> foundation right you thought the fight for toilet paper was bad just wait until they oh, release 100 man. ps5s in australia <laughs> it'd be one of those things where they'll it'll get sent to the likes of all the press and you know a select few influences and then the public waits mm. that's what will happen um is how i see it personally like they may have like 200,000. like not i'm exaggerating like david's gonna be that many but like and it, PS4 sold a million consoles at launch on day one. That's probably not going to happen at the moment. They'll, I'm they'll expecting... I'll have that in pre-orders, but yeah. no one's getting them. Yeah. Um, the second they do go up for pre-orders, I'm putting one down because I have things going to be rough and I'm going to do our very best to, to have one at launch for, for the show um, and just for me personally, of course. Yeah, I'm going to be doing the same thing as soon as that pre-order's live. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get right in there, get on that ready to go, but... I, I am of the mind that it'll be delayed for many because of access and it may still release at its original you know my, what, was my, what was my prediction was it mid-October or mid-November I'm gonna say back end of October now I forget what it was um, but it will come out uh, in that time window still but just be so hard to get one near impossible to get one uh, yeah definitely but uh, so yeah so, so you, you're, you're in a like-minded yeah, it's hard to tell. Like with a lot of, because uh, a lot of this stuff's manufactured in China. China's manufacturing is almost being completely shut down. It makes sense that a lot of, unless they've been making them for the last X amount of months, there's just probably not going to be enough ready to go. Yeah, and I think that's probably the big difference is that because uh, there will be a a simple backlog of of tech. Right, whether it be switches, phones, fucking Apple watches, watches in general, other assorted tech shit that gets made out of China, especially out of Foxconn in China, is that there will be a ripple effect, hmm. and they will have. It's, it's that weird line of like, do they then prioritize by money? But then who will have money by the time they can start going again? Uh, I do wonder where it's gonna swing. Uh, my my stance, as I said, but I. I it will be one of those things that, like, look, we just simply cannot manufacture enough. We, you know, we're already three three orders deep right now with, you know, fucking Samsung phones. Mm. We won't have time. Yeah. So, according to uh, Push Square, there is much more PS5 news coming in the months ahead. Sweet. Uh, when do you expect Sony to talk about the PlayStation 5 next? Tuesday. That's- <laughs> that's the question we asked in our regularly scheduled poll but now we have a small indication from the manufacturer about when we can anticipate more on the next gen device as part of its ps5 backwards compatibility update today the organization said that it'll provide quote much more ps5 news in the months ahead okay months vague yeah super vague what does that mean uh it means at some point within the next year or within the next months so that could be two months that could be five months fuck that could be 38 does, months does that mean we're getting a state of play at around the time that e3 would have existed had oh it fuck still yeah been we existing? are oh yeah we are like yes because one of those things like e3 is not here and then they still somehow find a way to win the conversation <laughs> probably was gonna happen 
Well, we still don't. We know. We still don't know what it looks like. No. We still don't know how many dollar dues it's gonna no. it's gonna burn us for. No, no idea. We still don't have an actual release date for it. No. There's still so much that they've got to talk about. Yeah. We haven't really heard too much about its 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 lineup, its launch title no, lineup. Not a little bit. We've got that that weird Godfall. Yeah, God, greed, greedful, 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 greed. Yeah, greed, greedful. And that's it. Like, well, but then again, look. Once again, comparatively, um, Xbox. We know what it looks like. That's that's one over, right? No price, no release date. The only, coming with Halo Infinite. The only thing we know is Halo Infinite. So in terms of the the differences, there is just two things that they've said that are different. Godfall. Oh, then what the fuck's Greedfall? I think Greedfall is that pirate RPG thing. Oh, okay, cool. I always get them confused. Yeah, I, don't know. I knew it was Fall. It's something Fall. It's not something but yeah, fall. so the idea is like they've like granted they've got two things, and and those two Thanks, things buddy. are still kind. Oh, great, great fault. That's why I'm hearing it because it's already out. Thank you, buddy, for, for keeping us keeping us on uh, on toe. Um, but yeah, so like how it looks, that's a big thing. That is unquestionably an advantage that the Xbox Series X has. I mean, realistically, over. it's probably just going to look like it's a, a fucking box. It's going to be a black box. It's going to have some blue lights on it. It's going to have a PS5 logo on there somewhere. Congratulations. There it is. I'll show you what it looks like. Hopefully it's got physical buttons and not those like fake buttons again. Halo Infinite's a big one, of course, for your launch title, and that is a massive selling point. Uh, uh, PlayStation not said anything that's coming out, and that is of a concern, but I think that's more of a situation of they know that it may be delayed. There is a concern that it's going to be delayed. Mm. And, like, Xbox may hit. Maybe they're a step ahead. They still may hit date, and PlayStation are a step behind. That could be true, too. So I understand their sheepishness on giving out information, but there's certainly why not be like, look, here's what it looks like. Where this is the window we're aiming for. Estimated, I understand why they can't do estimated price yet because it's just too fucking chaos right now. But they could still talk about launch games, right? Yeah. You would hope that they could talk about launch games. Yeah, you, you damn hope so. But let us know what you thought of uh, Mark Cerny's presentation, the information that was given. Uh, do you think that the PS5 will be delayed into 2021? Let us know. Comments below. Uh, Facebook group, Twitter, all those things. Now, uh, your the little thing that comes at the end of the, with your with with your name that has the pop c twitter handle i need to change that to put yours on there now that you are more active i am on the trying to be way more active on twitter so that is be possessed 101 mm-hmm. come follow it's all, uh it's also my gamer tag on like everything yeah so our gamer tags and stuff are in the are in the description as well so if you want to come play with us or even just follow us on the on the get on the consoles you're welcome to do so um i'm incredibly active on twitter um I'm trying. We'll get you there. I still don't. I still don't quite understand it. It's just I'm yelling in the void. I'm getting there. Yeah. It's, for me, for me, it's more of just help getting you involved with other creators and mm. stuff. Is it's good thing to become a part of because you also need to redesign the website too. Because the website's covered in like my face and Josh's face and Dylan's face, <laughs> and we need to to rejigger it and get you and Jem in there. Yeah, it's like, get, get we'll, do, we'll do a photo there. shoot one day, only sort of sexy. <laughs> only sort of sexy. Yeah, just a little bit sexy. Just a little bit. So that we can get the get the old branding updated. Uh, maybe that can be one of the Patreon re- rewards. We'll do a, a sexy, we'll, a sexy calendar, we'll a sexy, a sexy popsy calendar. Oh, everyone's <laughs> gonna buy it for Gem. <laughs> like what 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 month of Gem in? Uh, February, June, them. and all October. <laughs> cool. Can I have just those three months? 
Like, God damn it. Uh, damn it, Jim. But anyways, uh, look, as we said, the launch games for the PS5, the PS5 itself could be so fucking far away. We have no idea when it's ever, ever going to come out. However, there are some things we know that are coming out this week, and that is what we'll be talking about right now in this section called Coming to the Players. We tell you about what games are coming out this week. That was extended that and bloated. That was a beautiful segue. Was it really? I thought it was a bit bloated. <laughs> it was a bit bloated, but it was beautifully, beautifully handled. Thank you very much. So, the uh, new PlayStation games for March 24th, 2020. Again, this is the PlayStation blog US. So, some dates may change. Some games may not exist for us Aussies. May come out at a later date. May come out at a later date. Uh, RFL Enhanced Edition PS4 Digital out March 26th. That's fucking dumb. That was great. <laughs> Dissection PS4 Digital. I wonder, if it's an, I wonder if that's a sequel to Infliction that I played the other, the other week. No, it is not. <laughs> uh, Dogurai, PS4 Digital. Samurai Dog. Is it? No. Damn. Duck Souls Plus, PS4, PS Vita, Digital Cross Buy. You what? <laughs> Run, jump, and dash your way through traps to collect all the eggs. Duck Souls Plus is a fast-paced action platformer about a little duck with an incredible skill to dash and, and a mission, find all the eggs to save his species. Sounds great. I'm in. <laughs> Element Space, PS4 Digital. No idea. Freedom Finger, PS4 Digital. Hot. <laughs> Mechorama, PS4, PS Vita, Digital Crossbuy, out March 26th. Moons of Madness, PS4 Digital. It's like a skateboarding game. Hmm. <laughs> Odalis, The Dark Call, PS4 Digital. One Piece, Pirate Warriors 4, PS4 Digital Retail, out March 27th. Get weaved. Get weaved. <laughs> Uh, Only Ken, PS4 Digital out March 24th. We begin. Paper Beast, PS4, uh, PSVR Digital, sorry. So this this is a game that we saw uh, in a state of play semi-recently. Mm. Now, um, so an opportunity came to, to, to review this, like a code was like, hey, you want one? And I was like, uh, no. Not, not nothing against the game. It was like, ah, oh, probably not. Yeah, because you asked me about it and I said the same thing. I'm like, I don't think I'm artistically minded enough to appreciate what this game um, and is. And I agree. I come in the same boat. I agree, Max. You are not capable. No. <laughs> uh, so I'll read the read the thing for it. Uh, experience a dreamlike odyssey through a wild and simulated ecosystem. Take off on an adventure. Connect with exotic and surprising creatures. Shape the environment to solve puzzles or let your own imagination guide you through an immense sandbox. Uh, yeah, I don't think I could do it. No. Nah. I'm struggling with dreams. <laughs> yeah, big time, eh? Big so, time. Uh, the Room VR, a dark matter, PSVR digital out March 26th. I hope it's not a uh, a VR version of the of the Room, the Brie Larson film, because um, that was fucking horrifying. A great film, but uh, really scary shit. Don't do that. If this is like an escape room in VR, I think I'm it is. So keen. Actually, I think it is. Read the description. Uh, the British Institute of Archaeology, London. <gasps> I just saw the next one. <laughs> just I'm reading this Swine. <laughs> just scroll up uh, the disappearance of an esteemed Egyptologist prompts a police investigation into the unknown explore cryptic locations examine fantastic gadgets and enter an otherworldly space which blurs the line between reality and illusion in the room VR a dark manner is it an escape room? might have to pick this up fuck it next one Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi yes! Academy. PS4, I know it is. It's coming. Digital, out March 26. Read that mother liquor out. 
The online multiplayer classic comes to PS4 with trophies and modernized controls. Take on the role of a new student eager to learn the ways of the Force from Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. Yes! Interact with famous Star Wars characters as you face the ultimate choice. Fight for good and freedom on the light side or follow the path of power and evil to the dark side. Give me Jedi Academy. I had no idea this was coming out this week. I didn't know it was coming out on consoles at all. Didn't you? I knew it was coming out. I, I knew like was Jedi Knight 2 Outcast is on, is on. That came out in like a bundle a couple of years ago. I remember them saying that it was might come out at some point. But I, I, I still own this on PC. Right? Me too. It's, it's like so I, have, I have it on a disc somewhere in the study and I have it on the... I downloaded it as well. Twin Breaker, a sacred symbols adventure. So, uh, if you want a better PlayStation podcast, <laughs> go um, check out Sacred Symbols. It's the one that's run by Colin Moriarty of XR Beyond, uh, sorry, IG, uh, Beyond and IGN, as well as Kind of Funny uh, and Chris Raygun. They are releasing their game this week. It is a uh, Brick Breaker style game in the eye, in the sort of eyes of like Arknoid stuff like that. I'm picking it up because I'm a big fan. So for me, it's it's supporting them. Can you read the description out for me? So the game. The United States sends generation ships to nearby star systems to find new planets to colonize, but once in interstellar space, the ships mysteriously disappear. When clues emerge about the missing spacecraft, two pilots jump through a wormhole into a story-driven brick breaker in the spirit of Arkanoid and Breakout. Rad! Get to it. <laughs> You're like, get to it. <laughs> uh, Vampire the Masquerade. Uh... Coterize of New York. Oh, okay, that's digital not, that's not the one that you had in our draft. What? No, it's not. That's why I grabbed the book. Okay. Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist Link Evolution. PS4 Digital. Is Yu-Gi-Oh! still a thing? Man, I own the other Legacy of the Duelist. If this is... I might have to get this. <laughs> <laughs> well, because like, Yu-Gi-Oh! was just coming in as I was hitting like year seven. So I was like, oh, what the fuck is any of this? Is it still relevant? Is it still going? I know. I don't know if the anime series is going. I know it's all on one of the streaming services that I have. But I know some of my real life friends play Pokemon trading card Yu Gi Oh every week. Man, well, well yeah, it's still it's still rampant. With my day job, like yeah, some of our clients they they play Yu Gi Oh and Pokemon cards. I'm like, oh, okay. So it's like it's still as relevant ever in a trading game, but like. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if there's a series running anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Oh well, I haven't seen it in a very long time. We have to check it out. But um, look, while we're here, um, that's that's the drop. That's all that, the games yeah, that's, that are coming that's, out this week. That's all the games. Um, can you pull open Metacritic for me, please? I can open Metacritic for you. So, for those that don't know, the start of this year we did a uh, fantasy video game draft draft where we would uh, be. We picked uh, eight games each, and then the collected Metacritic score would become this. Now we'll grab them. At, so we're grabbing the scores as they are now, kicked to the games that have released. Then uh, uh, at the end of the year, we'll check them again because they they will alter, and then we'll uh, see where we're at. So my list, as for for those playing at home, Last of Us Part Two, Resident Evil Three Remake, Doom Eternal, Marvel's Avengers, MLB The Show Twenty, Little Nightmares Two, Predator Hunting Grounds, and Dreams. 
Max, you also saw Cyberpunk 2077, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Watch Dogs Legion, Ghost of Tsushima, Persona 5 The Royal, which has come the third highest reviewed score on oh, Metacritic. It's got a banger score on so Metacritic. So that's, that's a big one for you. Uh, Iron Man VR, Dragon Ball Z, Kakarot, and Vampire The Masquerade Bloodlines. So let's catch up and see where we're at. So, so Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal, big old 87. 87. Damn it, that's a bit less than I thought. Mm, it's a shame. Right, so Are we using an aggregated score? Because the PS4 score is 87, but the the PC and Xbox scores are much. Oh higher. no, we're using the PS4 scores. Okay, well that's so I'm 87 on PS4. Then. That's a bit. That's a bit bum, but okay. Uh, uh, MLB the show. MLB the show 20. Mm-hmm. Drum roll. Big old 84. 84. Okay. All right. Still, oh, 80s are cool. 80s are very good. Um, Persona 5 the Royal. What's that at now? Watch it not come up. No. That's because it's Persona 5 Royal. It's a big old 96, Betson. Bang! Big old 96. That's going to cover my... Uh, that really covered that, your, your that's Kakarot. Gonna, that's going to cover my Legion that's not coming out this year. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so far, so Doom Eternal for me is 80, as an 87. Emma with the show 84, as we discussed. Dreams with a 92, so that nicely helped me out. Um, but, yeah, you, so you've only got two at the moment. Persona 5, 96. That's fucking not near perfect. That's brilliant. Look, at 96, I kind of want to pick it up. Yeah, I think I'm going to pick it up. It comes out at the end, end of the month, yeah. Like, I I know I give Dash a lot of shit. Do I have time to play Persona 5 The Royal? We'll find, no. We'll find a reason. Because, <laughs> um, like, I give so I give Dash so much shit, but I really enjoyed it when I played it the first time. I just it, got distracted. It's, it's hard, because it, it's hard when you go to someone, the game gets good in, like, 20 hours. Like, fuck that. <laughs> like, it's, it's like when people be like, yeah, watch Buffy from season two onwards see the one advantage that you Dash you're... is just playing stop making excuses <laughs> Dash, I've, al- I've almost platinumed the original Persona 5 Dash has got like 800,000 hours I'm like, in uh, I'm like do I, w- do I want to do it again you won't pick it up no I probably will I'll get sucked I picked Animal Crossing up because out of a whim so I, it's very likely that so, I might 600 hours 800 plus hours did I say 800? Eight, that's 800. Oh, God. I've even um, got glasses on. I the one advantage you'll have is that a lot of my games are really early. So I'll get Resident Evil 3 in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Predators, Predator is like fucking next week. Or the week after. Didn't Wait, didn't it get delayed? Who knows? Um, so a lot of yours are back ending the year. So you you at least know the score you have to beat. It's... So like I can email them guy guys I need I need a good ninety seven no, from you. It's out of, like, yes, it's out of your control, but <laughs> in terms of the of the draft experience, it becomes a lot more fun when it's a little when you when you know when I'm, your when I'm concerned going oh my god I'm I'm hoping Final Fantasy seven comes out with a banger score. I think it will. I think it will. I thought Doom would go higher, but that's cool. I mean eighty well, eighty seven still pretty high. still pretty good. Yeah. Like, it's getting 90s on the other platforms. So, yeah, thanks. One of, one of which PlayStation people hate do. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing that score down. Who knows? Well, maybe the, more people have played it on PlayStation, so it's just... Averaging it's out averaging a little bit. I think that, I'd, I'd say that's probably the case. Like, um, you know, look, like, we thought it was really good. We don't fucking count. We'll never count on Metacritic because we don't have written reviews. We'll ne- like that's the one problem that we have. A, we don't score our games, which is probably a big thing when we review them. Two, it's not written, so we're never going to appear on any um any uh, aggregate thing. And three, like the same reason, we'll like we'll never appear on anything. It's probably good. None of our quotes are very box. What suitable. do you mean? What's wrong with my <laughs> with my comment that Resident Evil Three makes me moist in the front area? Like 
Capcom Australia tweeted it. Granted, um, their PR team's our friends, but <laughs> like, put that on the box is all I'm saying. <laughs> like, if someone said to you, "How good's this game?" Like, it made me moist in the front. Area. You're like, that game's gonna be fucking good. <laughs> that should be a as a hundred percent a positive, uh, a, a positive on the game. <laughs> she say so. I mean, it depends on what kind of game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you peed yourself or you had a great time. Uh, All right, bring this bad boy home. Sometimes both. (laughs) (laughs) This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast surfaces, including Spotify, 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you want to join in that PlayStation conversation, head on over to our Facebook, Discord, Twitter, Instagram, all the links in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopculturist where you can watch us record this show live as well as our other show, The Young and the Wrestlers, our WWE in review podcast. show it's good fun really tough right now because they're doing a whole bunch of fucking nothing um but big thank you to the likes of buddy and dash and craig uh and omega dark blood for the follow as well as Paludian. i'm not sure how to pronounce that big thank you to everyone that does come and join the chat as we as we do the show um it's a great way to get involved in in the product which, which it's a great for us another way that you can get involved if you can't watch us live you can share the conversation you can tell your friends you can tell your family about this straight up middle of the road PlayStation podcast like look it's not quite as good as some but it goes alright uh, so if you'd like go on to your podcast services of choice give us a 5 star re- review or the star rating that you believe is most relevant uh, as well as a little written review and stuff like that which is cool if you want to support us financially patreon.com slash the pop culturist uh, as well as our merchandise store popculturist.com slash shop where you can buy shirts and other sort of shit with our logos on it But until next week, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And that was for the players. For the players, the Pop Culturist PlayStation Podcast is fan-supported at patreon.com slash thepopculturist. And we'd like to thank our Patreon producers and our Patreon founders for their kindness, their support, and their generosity. Our Patreon founders, Alpha Ferret, Craig O'Flaherty, David Chataway, Jesse Stevenson, and Jacob Garner. And our Patreon producers, AJ Abatomi, Damien Holdies, Kyle Dunn, Lee Winterschoven, Nathan Massetti, Paul James, Pure Mongrel, and Sean Levitt.